Hello and welcome to this edition of your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emeka Onwuka and in this edition we will be taking a proper look at um, Liverpool's current run in the Premier League. Apart from that, we will also speak to fans of other clubs. We have um, an Arsenal fan and a Manchester United fan, but the main will be speaking to ACLsports.com columnist Shola Egnjobi who will be speaking to us from Canada. He is also a Liverpool fan and it will be my pleasure to allow him to glow because frankly Liverpool Football Club have had an absolutely spectacular season. One draw, one draw all season and they've beaten every Body Saints in the league. It's been absolutely brilliant, frankly. There is no other way to describe it. So when Chola comes on the line, I would be able to ask him um, for him. I'll give him the floor to be able to describe what he thinks and how Jurgen Klopp has been able to turn these players into winning machines. I would also speak to some others. Um, an Arsenal fan from Lagos and uh, possibly a Manchester United fan also from Lagos. Stay with us. Your sports memo will be right back. I've got on the line uh, an Arsenal fan of many decades from Lagos. His name is Rotimi Dada. Uh, I'm going to ask Rotimi what he has made of the Mikel Ateta era thus far. Uh, Rotimi, welcome to your sports memo podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So, go ahead, shoot. What do you make of the Ateta era thus far? Oh, well, it, um, it's a new start for Arsenal and hopefully a new direction. I say a new direction because um, Arsenal has over the last um, few years, um, starting from the back end of um, Arsene Wenger, mm. has been kind of um, unachieving and it's almost become a culture at the club. But with Ateta on board now, um, we've seen um, we've seen some direction in the way the team plays. The team now plays a bit more on the front foot. Wenger's teams used to play on the front foot. Okay. Yes. So since Wenger, since Wenger, we've had Emery, and at the tail end of Emery's reign, we were we were conceding quite a few shots at our goal. And we weren't really, really pressing, pressing games. We weren't really on the front foot in, in most games. So with Ateta now on board, we've seen a reversal of that. We see the team going a bit, um, a bit going forward a bit better, moving the ball quicker. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll see an Arsenal team that is uh, very good at attacking again and winning. How, how much longer do you think, or how long do you think? Um... Um, the fans, the club's fan base will give Ateta. Because Ateta has taken over his plug-in team, you can be sure that at the very least, the fan base is going to give Ateta this whole entire season. He can do no wrong this season. Mm. But next season comes the winning over of the fans. He has to really, really, really bring us now back into Champions League places from next season. Well, you, you said this. What, what? 
this a lot of clubs are doing now with um, Zidane, Real, um, Lampard at Chelsea, and Sochelle had mentioned. Do you think that that this is probably the way most clubs want to go down these days? And and is it going to be a successful model? I think the success of Guardiola at Barcelona could have given club owners the impetus to try his way out. And then when you look at a man that's been a part of the club, an integral part of the club, is one thing that the club is being the captain, he knows the culture in and out, he knows the fans and what they want. Then you 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 want to place a bet on that kind of person that knows your club to lead you to the desired um, results. Mm. So I think yes, yes, um clubs will probably want to go down that route and um Let's hope, let, let's hope it works fast now in this case. Anyway. <laughs> right. Um, the January transfer window ends um, shortly. Um, you've gotten um, Cedric from Southampton, somebody that I had rated a long time. And I think he's a fat, fantastic, um, I think he's a fantastic uh, Premier League class defender. And uh, you got this defender from um, from Flamengo. Pablo Mari. Pablo Mari. Yes. So, um, do you think what do you make of your what do you make of your business in this January transfer window? See, you look at you look at these um, you look at these defenders that Arsenal have signed, and then you are tempted to think that ah, the usual Arsenal way, cheap players that could really come good, you know. Mm. Uh, and in the case of um, Cedric Suarez coming in injured <laughs> like that <laughs> stuff. But, but you see, what, what I'm seeing, really, is I'm thinking players that are underrated, not so much is expected of them. You don't think they are going to light up. You don't think they are going to light up the field immediately. Mm-hmm. But Suarez comes with a lot of experience. Yes, he does. And he's won, he's won a major trophy with, with Portugal. Mm-hmm. He comes with a lot of Premier League experience. So he's, he's someone that can give Bellerin a run for the money on that uh, right, right side of defense. Pablo Mari, left-footed, central, center-back, and he has a very good eye for a pass. I haven't really seen him play so much, but what I've seen of him, he has that kind of only uh, um, NASA pass, where okay. you win the ball, and then he turns into an attack within the blink of an eye. Mm. So really, if um, these qualities that these players have, it can be worked on. Then definitely, we'll be saying that that's not a done very good business transfer window. And then, very importantly, also, it also frees up our youngsters, Bukayo Saka on the left and um, Maitland Niles on the right, to play their natural position, grow into the into the into the into the, into the areas of the field where they love to play, where they can play. Mm. This is temporary fullbacks for us. And they've done, they've done quite well. Mm. But I would love to see them play more in their natural positions. Mm, that, that's true. Um, on a final note, I, I have got to ask you this. You've followed the Premier League for a long time. What do you make of this absolutely stupendous form of Liverpool? Ah, mind-blowing. <laughs> mind-blowing. I, 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 I just have to give it to Klopp. Uh, Klopp has, has been a is turning revelation. He's taking a team that you can't really 
they have a world peace there you go that's it very true and 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 you find unorthodox um, kind of i mean you look at a right back that plays like a box-to-box midfielder you look at a front three that are interchangeable and and they are fluid free scoring this is every single thing Mm. this season and where are we we're only we're only in January. Into the, into the league, and <laughs> every single team this season. We're only in January. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping that they don't do the invisible thing, so that Arsenal can um, still have um, that pride with them. Was it pressing on them from centuries ago? Arsenal people are invincible. Please. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> We don't have so many things that we can hold on to. <laughs> we love to keep that. So they can just do a small favor by just losing one single match. Hey, well, you, you still have you still have to play them this season. So take that chance and make sure you do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, we, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll try our best. I mean, I'm sure the players are steeped in history. They mm. know what this means and they will lay it all down on the field that day. We just have to do it. It just might not be enough. <laughs> we just have to do it. <laughs> Listen, uh, thank you, Rotimi, for being a guest on your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. That was Rotimi Dada, an Arsenal fan. Um, I've just finished speaking to from Lagos, Nigeria. Shola, this is your floor. By all means, go right ahead and gloat. Liverpool have been absolutely sensational. How have they done it? I think now I can see that it's been a gradual uh, build-up by by Klopp. He's he's done a phenomenal job in the the four years or so he's been there. And uh, I like to think of it as a combination of a few things. They've done excellent scouting. They've recruited very well. And they've underpinned that with superb coaching by, by Jürgen Klopp. Uh, because, like I've told, a lot of people have argued with me about this. If you look at the Liverpool squad, this guy Liverpool's first 11. Name for name, you'll say, yeah, this is it's an ordinary midfield, no big names. But when they get on the field, you can see you can see that this is a well-built team. Mm. You can see that everybody knows their job, they know what they're doing. And above all, they, have, uh, they don't have one formula for, for hurting teams. They, they, they come up with different things. You block the fullbacks, the, the strikers will get you. If you block everything, they'll get you with set pieces. If you think, if you want to attack them, they can counter-attack. How many goals have you scored in the last month from the opposition corner kicks? It's not a new thing. It's been going on for the last 18 months. They hurt you on the corner kicks. They hurt you on your corner kicks. It's just, uh, it's just been a sensational team. I think Klopp's done a, a fantastic job with this guy. You see, this is this is this is my point. You've made my point. People have always, um, recently, underestimated the place of coaching. Um, Jurgen Klopp has shown that it is absolutely vital to coach players because, as you rightly mentioned, when you begin to look at the players that the club possesses, you can't. You cannot. You cannot name. You can't say they are big names. No, they become they become big names because Klopp has made them big names. Mm. Because I mean, when he came, when Klopp arrived in 2015, mm-hmm. and a lot of Liverpool fans, a lot of people thought, oh yeah, he's gonna get rid of all these guys, he's gonna change his team. 
But you look at the, maybe not the first 11, but there's been a lot of new cha- new newcomers, like the goalkeeper, like Van Dyke. But they're still playing, Henderson is still captain. Mm-hmm. You know, Lalana is still coming in and playing a part. Zeona is still playing a big part. You still have young boys like Joe Gomez who came from League, League One or so. Joe Gomez is barely 21 or 22 now. Mm-hmm. They're still playing a part. We bought a boy from Hall, relegated Hall. Everyone thought, why, why are you bringing this guy? At the time when Man City was buying $50 million fullbacks, three of us, Hop went and picked the boy from Hall. Everybody thought, I had, how are you going to compete with this? But we see the product now. It's, it's just superb what he's done with his coaching, with uh, devising a game plan that suits the talent that he has uh, in, in his hand. That's, that's, that's what he's shown that coaching is very, very important. It's not just about buying it. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to come to you, gentleman samurai. You're not going to enjoy this, being a Manchester United fan. So, uh, how, how does it feel um, observing Liverpool in this their pump? I know how it feels uh, for me. Uh, being a fan of Man United is quite disheartening when you see a rival that growing up they've not been able to lay their hands on the league title and they're like taking it from everyone taking points here and there the game you expect them to fall that they're just picking up points it's something you have to commend being a football fan but at the same time you just hate it because these are the guys that you ever you thought they were going to like continue down spiraling down never winning the league changing managers chopping managers changing team changing philosophies but they've stuck with club and everything, the progress has been something or if you're a football fan, you say this is progress, this is how it's ought to be done. If you're building, this is how you build. Or progress seasonally, you keep pointing out, yeah, we did this with club. And it's no coincidence that it's been an overflow of last season, how they carried out by losing just one game. And this season they are running the road tight to even Guardiola had to like, it's over guys, don't expect me to like pull out the <laughs> rabbit from the heart it's over and I, it's really something to comment because being a football fan first uh man when um salah scored that second goal it's just like against united when allison picked up the ball instead of holding it and killing time he just launches to salah it shows the mind state of these guys they wanted to put us to the sword um the first leg against my united club said something uh when Ole was yapping and saying uh been difficult to beat Liverpool. They have, have it like he was making a kind of comparison, but Klopp was like, We had to put that comparison, we have to clear it up. And unfortunately, he couldn't thought we played them 1 1 at Old Trafford. But at that fit, they were decisive. We want to beat United, we want to show it's not a fluke, we want to win the league convincingly, putting everyone to the sword, and they're going about it quite alright. As some, a football fan, uh, I can only really commend them. Easy. I have to point out there's something you just said. They stuck with club. If I follow your tweets, <clears throat> your tweets, you do not want my United to stick with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yes, yes, yes. I totally don't want that because there's something as a football fan I always do. There must be consistency from your manager. Your manager must tell you he's doing this and he shouldn't flip-flop. Mm. Ole has been flip-flopping from the onset. He said he wanted the new philosophy. His philosophy was going to comprise of fast football players with pace. What did he do? He gave the guys that were holding previous managers back and were so poor, he gave them new contracts. Namely? He said he would be one. Yes. 
he gave them an extension. He gave Mata Jones. He gave the whole shebang. He gave them new contract. Pereira that was out of sort. He gave them new contracts, and still he's preaching. I'll be the one to make the final decision. This, everything will be wrong by me, and he will still come with the next pro- press conference. I say, I hope the club can get it across the line. And you'll be wondering, what was this guy saying? You keep contradicting yourself. Every pro- press conference, listening to him is a chore because you just know this man is not in control of anything. Tactically, on the pitch, it. I'm not a football coach or manager, but it's easy to see this team is poorly coached. Last year, uh, from September to from pre-season to December, mm. uh, see, um, October, we were trying to press, and our pressing was off. Nothing pressed like that, chasing the ball. You chase the man, you close space. The, the person out there, that's what you press, not the man. You can't win the ball, the ball is always faster than the man. So you close down the spaces. But we chased the ball, and we were bamboozled against Chelsea. They ripped through us, ripped through the press, and we had numerous chances to score, but the game was good on the day, and he discarded the press. Um, is it, wait, now, oh, January... Is it, hold on, hold on. Shola, um, from, from your perch, from your perch right up at the, at the very top, eh? When you look down at this, I, 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 will not, I will not accept all this uh, needless humility. It, it won't work here. Right. From your perch, from your perch right at the top. What? You, it must give you some satisfaction seeing the shambles uh, going on at Old Trafford at the moment. Well, I, I I will not pretend that I'm shedding any tears for you. That's for sure. <laughs> what I want to say before I get what I want to say though, I think a lot of this we need to give some share time. And people keep pointing to the example of the other club and saying, "Yeah, yes, they gave him time, but he bought the time for himself too." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You buy time for yourself. You can, you can look back and say, Jorgen Klopp's first season, he arrived in October, Liverpool finished eighth. But they also reached two cup finals. We mm. didn't do anything in the, the transfer market until the summer. What people forget now is, after one year of cup in October 2016, Liverpool were top of the Premier League table. They didn't stay there long. By January, they were down to fourth. They eventually finished fourth. But after one window, he got three players. He got in Matic, Mane, and Wijnaldum. But you could see the progress. They finished fourth after his first full season. But after one year, you could see this guy is where this guy, you could see his imprint on the team, even without making a lot of transfers. So when we talk about giving people time, they got to show that they're on the right path. Mm. I don't know if Sokshe is. I don't know if, uh, I don't know. But Today I hear that uh, Man United choosing Josh King around at the last minute. It doesn't just show that they, they're not too clear about where they're going with the club. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, um, like I said, I, I, I'm not shedding tears for my you. They dominated for a long time. Probably the root of the problem was trying to change a manager at the same time that the club, that the, that the squad needed changing. Mm. You know, people say Ferguson left as a champion, but that squad was aging. It was not aging. Factually, it wasn't aging. No, factually, it wasn't aging. It wasn't aging, actually. When you, when you, The age of the squad was absolutely fantastic. The biggest problem, I always say this, was giving that squad to David Moyes. That was the problem. It was not that the squad was aging. 
not in terms of age. But when you consider, but when you consider that within a couple of years after that visit, Vidic is gone, Ferdinand is gone, where no. did they go? No, but if the I know there were some young guys. Part of again, part of it is that there were young guys there who, you know, I saw that was the DNA of of my youth. People like Welbeck, like Chicharito. Within a couple of years, they were bumped that's, out. That was a problem. That was another problem. But I, this is not a United podcast. I won't even. I probably do that right. another day. I probably do that another day. Do you think finally we so you, I can let you go, Shola? Do you think you people would do would finally get help the world have peace and Liverpool do an unbeaten season? So Arsenal will stop talking about this gold trophy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, would you I want know, Arsenal, it? Arsenal are hanging on to that now, and it's uh, it's a caution. I think. That unbeaten thing is a cautionary tale for everyone. Personally, it would be a nice touch to finish the season unbeaten. But, you know, when you've been waiting for a title for 30 years, you don't really care. You just want the title. <laughs> the thing is, if Liverpool finish the season unbeaten, mm. it means they would also have, uh, they would also catch up with that 100-point mark. I mean, it's too disgruntled set for fans with grumbling out there. It would be nice. Um, but the cautionary tale for us is this. When the uh, when the Arsenal Invincible were ruling in 2004, no one thought no one thought we'd be looking back uh, how many years now, 16 years without a title. That's it true. Like the, that the is future very was true. golden. That's very Even true. as a Liverpool fan now, we're gonna we're, we're gonna win this year, but we can't take anything for granted. And you know, like I said, it's been a 30 year wait, but it's, it's uh, to, to to really appreciate why this 30 year wait is huge. You have to consider what happened before 1990. I mean, Liverpool won, I think, seven titles in the 80s. Mm-hmm. They only missed out twice to, to Everton. It was, the only thing that I can compare is probably Man United reign in the 90s up to 20%. So it's a huge one. They missed, but, but, you know, they missed out in... can't take anything for granted in this game. They missed out in 85 and 87 to Everton and 89 to Arsenal. Exactly. 81, 81 to Aston Villa. Yeah. So yes, it, it's. I, I I see what I see what I see what you're saying. See, if it was up to me, something will happen and then this season will be ended or something. So that Liverpool don't win it, but I can't do anything or something. Uh, but listen. It will be hard to lose it from here. Yes, it will be impossible. It will be impossible. Listen, um, thanks, Shola. Thank you for taking out time to join us on your Sports Memo podcast this evening. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Right, Izzy, it's you and I. Um, what, 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 will, what will, what is the? Okay, Bruno Fernandez has been signed. What, what next for United? Ah. Uh. I think we, we, we've not gotten the first basic right of building the team or sticking with the manager. We don't see yet, yet what he wants to do. People say his philosophy is counter-attack and it makes no sense. Everything coaches counter-attack. The same way teams revert to shape and want to defend against a superior team and counter. This is what lesser teams do. So it's like a... Um, it's like a lesser team mentality to say you want to play on the counter and yet you spend 
millions and millions of on players getting ripped off by agents and you still insist you want to play on counter and we we just have to like find a coach that we can say okay this is what he wants to do and we'll go from from there but only it's not showing us what he wants to do on the pitch even off the pitch we can't see it we've been shot we've no no team no no club goes into a season dismantled like this but we went into it and only this regarded being a pro a top professional during his time that the injuries are part of the game mm. you lost Pogba twice lost Marshall twice McTominay this squad has been decimated and we are at the business end of the season where players drop like flies hamstrings just different kind of injuries we are going, going to play the FA Cup Europa League we are going to push for top 4 I don't see us getting any of those goals even with Bruno Fernandes he will come and the ball we beat we, we get him and he will say oh this is how the culture is at United. Everybody just folds when the going is bad. The coach is not like the final say. He does the team. And he will just fold like the rest. The, uh, Bruno Fernandes is not going to change anything. Is it? Yes. You sound like United fans who just take a razor to their wrist and just slash wrists. Is there not one positive thing at all? I've looked at United uh, for, for a long while to search for a bit of positivity. It's so bad. It's so bad, really, because I'm not a coach, but I can see the mistakes are just so obvious. And, and you'll be like, what What does Mike Finlander claims he took um, coaching? Whereas Fergie was just stuck in the office in the morning now, uh, maybe he wasn't up for it to come to the training ground and he took training. And what, what's his job there? We'll go Zona Market where we have the prettiest goalkeeper in the league that a bit of contact and it falls like it really hits him. It's just so poor that we'll go Zona Market or where we have the gear and he still insists on it. And what is that left to us like considering the most from corner kicks in the league and still we've not still figured out how to like score our own corners. The coaching is just properly wrong. Okay. It's just tiring. <laughs> it's tiring to think about United. Really tiring. Okay. It's better to think about tennis and the Australia Open. It's more fun. <laughs> okay, so there's no positivity. I get it. Listen, um, I, I think one day we'll have a, a completely United themed podcast, and then I'm, I, I'll get other United fans so we can speak about this properly. Yeah. Thank you. Well, not 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 to knock off on Bruno Fernandez. He's quite a good player. Mm. There's a player that the league is going to warm up to because mm. even without the ball, he contributes a lot. I've seen him. He's a very, very good player. He might not be... Uh, he might be hit because of the poor quality of the team, but we will see our performance really go up defensively too because he's quite that kind of player that gets um, his defensive game up. Attacking-wise, he's also very, very good. The numbers don't lie. Reminds everyone of Frank Lampard, chipping in goals and assists. At the same time, is that thorough English midfielder that tackles is more energetic up and down the pitch. He's a good signing. I really like him. Is it? Thank you for being part of your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you. It's really great to be here, Mr. Calvin. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure having my um, guests, Shola Egunjobi, ACLSports.com. A columnist who I spoke to in Canada and wrote to me that I'm a fan of many decades of Arsenal. He he seems to have great faith in um, 
Mikel Ateta uh, and the job he's doing currently at Arsenal. And of course, he's a whim gentleman samurai who wants um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sacked immediately because he cannot find any positivity in um, the work the Norwegian is doing currently at Old Trafford. It has been your Sports Memo Podcast and I've been your host, Calvin Emeka Onwuka. Um, Femi Kumui is unavoidably absent from this podcast today, but he'll be back um, for our next episode. From me and the rest of us at acsports.com, I want to say thank you for listening and please don't forget to subscribe and to share to so we'll come, come your way again. It's been your Sports Memo Podcast. Thank you.